Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. So welcome to another podcast, and today we're speaking to someone that if you don't know who he is, please go and stalk him and I'll leave you the links. But the bottom line is, you know by now that this podcast is a place where we're sharing and I'm bringing you the most successful, amazing, charismatic people that I know online and in the industry, but in a way that shows you their real, raw and honest side of their business, their offline journey, their relationships, who they are as people and how they've still been able to create success. And ultimately, the reason for that is so that you can see that you can become successful too. It isn't safe for the 1% of us that decide that we have this golden spoon Anyone is able to create success if they continue, if they go and rise above the challenges and the struggles, and they do be bold in business, and they take that bold step to stand out. So we are speaking to Tommy today, and he, as all of the other guests, is going to introduce himself in a way that feels right for him, feels right for where he's at, who he is, what he wants you to know about him, and then we're going to dig into this podcast. Welcome. Hello, everybody. So my name is Tommy Gentleman. Thank you, by the way, for having me here, Sam. It's really great to be involved. And uh, I love the angle that you've got going on. It's going to help a lot of people. So I guess the best way to explain it today for this particular context would be that I've had a job. I had a job for nine months. And that's the only time I've ever been employed as as an employee. Other than that, I've been essentially feeding myself for this whole time, which is really scary because that's what it comes down to. I think at the end of the day, you know, earning money is about, first of all, security and survival. And I think that our relationship with those two things does evolve as we progress, but it really is at the start all about that. And today, fast forward, what, 11, 12 years, um, I'm a gym owner. So I in my office right now downstairs there's a thriving gym with employees and customers and trainers and all that going on um i work with clients particularly business owners to reduce stress and overwhelm so this is you know perfect scenario to be talking because we're going to talk about real stuff um i've done a few other things before like i've done i've written a book called back yourself i've done a tedx talk um about legacy so i'm very much about the effort that we put in now and how we can really live in our authentic self. Uh, I'm a life coach or I tend not to do too much of that at the moment. 
And my background with that is in NLP. So very much about language, very much about modeling success. That's why it's awesome to be here speaking to you today. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. I've got so many questions for you. Um, and I know that the, a lot of my listeners will then come and consume your content because there's just so much of it, which is something I always talk about, you know, like be seen, be visible, be yourself, show your personality. But along with that does come fear and this kind of lack of self-belief when you're just starting out or you don't have followers or no one's commenting, all of that kind of stuff. We'll dig further into the questions around business and the struggles, but I want to start with, because of where you are on social media, did you ever or do you ever struggle with posting and worrying about what if people don't like this? What if I get negative comments? What if people judge me? What if it affects my audience? And do you still post anyway? And how do you get to that point? Great. I think how do you get to that point is that you know it and you believe in it so much that you just wouldn't care and question what anybody else had to say about it. That level of confidence in your own opinion or your own point of view is bulletproof. And the way that we get there is imagine somebody was to question your name. Well, no, that's not your name. You were like, well, it is because I know it to be my name. It's on my passport. It's on my birth certificate. You know, it's what I call myself every day. It's what I've been writing on my clothes and on my top of my worksheets at school every day of my life. Um, And it's on all my cards and everything, you know, so you wouldn't question it when you know something that much to be true, you're almost bulletproof. So certain topics, we will feel that way. You'll notice that when things happen in life, like tragedies um, or things in the news that are you know, terrible, all of a sudden, everybody's opinion is like has more depth to it. It matters more because it's, it's almost like you can't question the importance of it. Um, and it's an interesting thing. So I think how to get there is just to practice and be that person every day. Talk about it all the time. Post about it all the time because then it just sticks. So that would be how to get there. You've got to really believe in it. Otherwise, people are going to know. They're going to see through it. And that's when you attract the wrong type of people, um, which becomes a problem if you don't believe in it. So it's like a catch-22. I guess the first part of the question, which, is, um, which was you know, about do I still feel that way? So I recorded a video the other day and it was live on Facebook and I got 30 seconds in and then I was like, fuck this. I don't know if I can swear on the podcast. You might have to beep that out. But I was like, (laughs) I was like, this is not going out. I deleted it. I stopped the live feed. I didn't even say, oh guys, sorry, I'm going to start again. I was just like, and bang, just turned it off. Just went back to my head and was like, right, what was I feeling in that moment? And I realized that what it was, I was talking to, so on my Facebook page, I think I had just under 9,000 people, but I was like only talking to a small percentage because I was talking to business owners. I know a large percentage of my following aren't business owners. So in my head, I was like, oh, they're going to turn it on. They're going to hate it. They're going to, they're going to, un, they're going to unfollow me because they'll be like, what's he talking about? They want stuff to make them feel nice and, you know, get over their, their problems. They don't want business advice. And so I was like, shit, like this is all in my head while I'm doing this video and it's not coming across in a good way at all. Mm. So, so like, you know, you painted me out to be someone who's just always creating content. Yeah, I guess I am, but, but I'm also still human and I still feel this stuff. I think there's only a few people 
who genuinely produce content and really don't give an F to anything or anyone. I think some people pretend they don't. And maybe that's where I was maybe a year ago. They just think, ah, you know, I don't care. This is what it is, you know, but, um, but at the end of the day, nobody wants to be told that they suck. And if they've got that in their head, Mm -hmm. like we all do, because we're human and we care about our reputation. I think there's a difference between, letting people's opinion bother you and actually caring about your reputation because your reputation of course is really important mm. so things that you do add up to that reputation you're going to care about the quality of them i don't think there's anything wrong with that mm. um you know we're all human and we all feel like that the key is to do it and do it little and often and practice and practice and practice until it becomes something that you can believe in 100% or close to 100% and so that you feel easier putting it out there. I think that's I think, the key. Yeah, I want to actually hold space for that and allow everyone to just let that sink in. The fact that when they find you on social media, you do have a really large following. It's really engaged. You're always visible. There's videos constantly going out on your channel. And from the outside, it will seem like, wow, he is so fearless. He's always out there. He's doing videos constantly. His face is everywhere. And I think what you all need to remember as a listener is take what Tommy has said and, and really let it sink in that you're still turning off lives. You're still doing that collaboration with yourself where you're like, let's just re-collaborate. Where am I? Is this feeling good for me? And not getting sucked into doing what doesn't feel great for you. Because I think that that's the thing. People, we all, especially with social media, fall into this trap of seeing only that front end and the, the, the front of what we see rather than the back end. So I just, I'm so glad that you said that because I would never have known that, that you turn off the lives and you're like, no, like I don't want people not to like this. So I think that's so important. Yeah. I think the key, the key factor being it was like new content. Yeah. So it wasn't in that sweet spot that I'd referred to. Like because it was new and I was, I'm, I'm starting the process of reaching out to a new audience. Yeah. I need to do the Facebook Live because strategically the Facebook Live is going to carry further organically. So even if, and this is the weird thing about it, which people need to get over, like in some way, my challenge in this moment was the people watching this live are not going to be the people that this is for. But I have to do the Facebook Live because I'm going to then use that as the ad that goes out to the people that I want it to reach. So it's almost like, imagine standing in front of an audience and you're talking about like the reason to wear glasses and they've all got 2020 vision. You'd be like, well, there's pointless, you know, yeah. in a way, because it's not what they want. It's not relevant to them. But if you had a record, if you had the camera rolling and you know, you're going to use that video to then send to people, you know, that needed glasses, you just do the best you can. And I think that was the thing. And, and we can, if it's not that particular example, it could be that you're starting out and you need to record a video so you're not doing it live you're just you know recording you've got your your phone there and you're recording it you know that when you post that most of the people that see it will just be your mates yeah because that's all that you've kind of got right on social media it's just your mates um and a few other people that you've met here and there but here's the thing whether you use it as an ad or not maybe you're not in the stage of your business where you're doing ads yet that's fine you don't have to be um, but even as organic content, when people come to your page, the people who you are looking to connect with, that's who it's for. So, so it's remembering that, you know. Yeah. It's for the people that need it, not the people that 
potentially yeah. watch it first. Yeah, so true. Yeah. If yeah. you were to then talk about, okay, I love that. Um, if you were to then think about an experience where, you know, we spoke just before we came on and I said the majority of people that are listening to this will either be aspiring entrepreneurs, be entrepreneurs, but not in that space of deep down answering that question with a hell yes to are you being bold in your business? Are you literally just being relentless, fearless, going for it, putting yourself out there, taking the bumps, taking the falls and continuing to to keep plowing on? And I want to this podcast to be a place that motivates and empowers them to do that, to be like, do you know what? I can do this. This person, in this case, Tommy, has this business, but he's been through X, Y, and Z. You know, if he can do that and come out the other end, of course I can keep doing my lives or reaching out on my DMs or doing a post, you know, whatever it might be. So if you were to think of a time since starting in business, any of the businesses that you've run, whether it is in the gym or in the online space, where there's been a time that kind of, everything hasn't gone the way that you thought it would and you've been left thinking this isn't what I anticipated and there was a choice to be made to you know we all have that choice there's that point where it comes it's easier to go back to what I know but I'm choosing to go into what I don't when you found yourself in that space if you'd have asked me this six months to a year ago I would have told you about the time when I transitioned from doing one-to-one personal training on the gym floor to fully becoming a coach and moving my business to events and online. I just had my child, first child, and I knew I had to do something because my income was capped. Um, I wanted to work less hours and I wanted to earn more money, but that's a very romantic, happy story. Mm. I don't think it's really what your your viewers and your listeners want to hear. So let me tell you about what happened last year. Um, Last year was the hardest time that I've ever had in business. And it's probably the second hardest time I've ever had in my life. Um, So let me tell you what happened. I was, and still am, running a gym. That business has been going for nine years. And at the point of last year, I wasn't really doing much with that that business at all. I had a great team. Um, I'd sort of step right back. And I was focusing on my business over here, which was running the events, the Super Self Summit, working with my clients, my private clients, both personal and professional clients, as in some were seeing me for life coaching, some were seeing me for career development and progression. And I was very busy and I was very successful. I'd built this coaching and events business from nothing up to six figures in a year. And it was very fast. Yeah. And I'm um, feeling. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess it's like when you're doing something over here and I, I, for those that are listening, I'm pointing to my left now, this is the coaching and events business and it's growing really fast. You don't tend to want to look at the other side, which is the other business, which is just the fine, like stable, solid business. Well, it, I thought it was fine. I thought it was stable. I thought it was solid, but, um, a few things happened that ended up with, uh, two other people that I was working with in terms of like being involved in the business, stepping away, moving on with their life, you know, going their separate ways, leaving me a hundred percent in charge, which I knew was a good thing. But it also let me also forced me to start looking under the hood. Mm. And when I looked under the hood, I realized that we needed to change the whole thing. And that was a big problem because that had to let a lot of people down. There were members coming to this gym who loved it for what it was 
but it couldn't be that anymore. So I had to tell my guys, some of my, my instructors, look, this is your last class this week. And it's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's the last class this week. We've got to change it. You know, we've got to move. We've got to, we've got to evolve. Things aren't working out the way that we need them to. We have to do something or there won't be a gym. And it was really quite bizarre because at first there was this like respect of like, okay, I, be- I believe in you. I'll follow whatever you do. That's great. But afterwards it was difficult because people started feeling emotional, disappointed, let down. Um, they were angry. And my guys and me, because I was now 100% owner, so there's no one, you know, no one to share this with. I'm getting it all. You know, I'm, I'm hearing it all. I'm, I'm hearing all these rumors. I've got stuff. I had like eight team members leave, wow. um, which, which for the bigger picture was a good thing because we just needed to be a different shape now altogether. Like we would no longer fit in that hole. We needed to be a different shape. We, did, we went through a refurb process, which was like hectic. We were three days straight um, painting, you know, four or five of us in there, like all nighters. And uh, to top it off, I literally just had, well, I think, yeah, my daughter was like three or four months old. Wow. And just was not sleeping, right? So your question was, you know, when you're faced with these things, should you stop? Should you carry on? Should you go back to what you know? Everything, and I haven't spoken about this on any other forum, by the way, so this is an exclusive. Everything was telling me, man, you don't, you don't fucking need this thing, like, you don't need all this. You've got this business over here that's just like wicked. You don't need this thing over here. But there were so many people that rely on it. And I, I love these people and I want to do right by them. I'm the leader. I'm the one that put myself in this position. So being able to say it's my fault was the hardest thing. Mm. But I had to because there's no one else to blame it on. Mm. You know, there, 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 there never is. Yeah. So I had to get my hands dirty and start working in this business. And do you know what happened? This one started to go down. Mm. This one started to go down. People were starting to migrate into different things. Group programs were starting to thin out, you know. And the whole time I knew that I couldn't, like, if I had my two hands were on, on this business over here, the gym, I'm not getting much back for it but it's my fault it's in this position in the first place because I took my eye off the ball. So I have to hold on to this. And I'm looking over my shoulder at the other one and it's just drifting away. And I'm like, fuck. I work fucking hard to make, but I'm like, I can't, in the long term, I have to hold this one because this one has the building. This one has the the business rates. This one has the wages to pay pay the employees. And, you know, there's, there's some pretty serious responsibilities in this business. That one, I know I can build back. So I had to watch that one fade away. Oh, God. Whilst holding on to this and not getting much back for it, whilst having, you know, two young babies at home, whilst having all the rest. Listening to this. I know, but this is the thing. You've asked the question. I'm telling you the answer. That's, yeah. you know, that's what it is. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, so anyway, fast forward. What happened next is the, you know, is the question everybody's probably thinking or they've probably made their own conclusions. But what happened next was, Rebuilding the gym, rebuilding the culture, rebuilding the processes, rebuilding the confidence in the team. Okay. That's where it's been the last few months. Now, in the last two months, I've been able to turn my attention back to the Tommy business, if that makes sense. You know, um, meanwhile, by the way, in this sort of six month period, you've got to sort of keep face. 
And what I mean by that is you still need to post your content because there's no point in just like collapsing the whole thing and being like, well, I'll just come back in six months time when I'm a bit more able to, because no one cares anymore. You know, they've all, they've all just forgotten and moved on. That's what happens. So you have to keep producing content. And I knew that was what was necessary. So I kept doing it. And I kept thinking two months ahead, like what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? I started doing a few courses. I found some time and, and I started building something else. And now I work less hours with the coaching. I don't do any events at the moment because there's a saying, it's a, there's a, there's a group called the streets. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Yeah. And it's um, one of their songs is it's the hardest way to make an easy living. And it's kind of like that with events sometimes, right? So I'm like, how can we make it more simple? How can we make it make sense? How can we make it more profitable? And how can I have more time? Mm-hmm. And in the process of going through that, which by the way, was looking at spreadsheets until three in the morning, banging your head against a brick wall, thinking, what the fuck, let's just stop the whole thing because it's so much easier not to bother. But once you get through it and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, I know it's a bit cliche, but it really does happen. You're left with something amazing. Mm. because you've learned so much and that's the bit that people sometimes they forget in in the challenge is that the stuff you're learning in this challenge will be valuable to you and other people when you come out the other side everything that you know now that you think you've got in terms of value will amplify because you have greater substance and greater depth and especially if you're in a coaching or consulting environment you'll be able to look people in the eyes much like I can with my business owner clients and be like I know how you feel. Yeah. Right. And that gives you this whole new level, but you have to work through the brick wall. You have to get through that first because there's no option. I'm sure you've got a few questions about, you know, the stuff that I've explained there, but if you're listening to this now and you have a challenge or a problem, by the way, it doesn't matter what it is because it's all equal to us. Like our challenge is the same size as everyone else's in their own relative perspective. You absolutely need to just keep chipping away at it. You need to keep like, punching the wall until it cracks and then when it cracks you need to just run at it because Mm. the only way to get through it is to get through it that's it there's no other way if you don't you'll be sat in front of this big fuck off wall for your whole life going oh i wonder what's on the other side of that well i'll never know now so i'll probably just stay here and be miserable my whole fucking life and live in regret because i know i could have done it but i couldn't be asked or i just didn't have enough like bite so if you're watching or listening to this and you are struggling pick yourself up you know you fall down seven times you get up eight i'll say it again fall down seven times get up eight that way you're either only ever going to be even or you're going to be up even or up never down never down and um you've got to do it absolutely got to do it take it as a as like an omen if you're listening to this this is what you have to do you have to get up and punch the wall again. That's the only way. It's so true because I read this somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And they said that it's inevitable. Like it's an inevitability. If you keep going, eventually you will make progress. Like it's the way it works. Almost, you know, it's an unwritten law. You cannot keep doing something and not create some kind of ripple effect or progress or impact and it doesn't always necessarily mean like money or clients it could be that social proof or credibility so the fact you're saying you just have to keep hitting the wall it is inevitable that the wall will 
crumble if you keep taking action. Like that's inevitable. It's an inevitability. But mm. when you were, so when you think about that then and you think you had to watch your coaching business kind of dissipate while you focused on the main gym business that is, like you said, like, you know, actual bricks and water and it needs you can't that's not gonna you've got to keep that going because it involves so many other people when you then come back into the business and you've got that grit and you're like you know what I know I can do this I'm gonna put myself out there has there ever been a point where you thought to yourself I need to so many people let me let me explain what I'm imagining the psychology of the listener because I know that this will be some of them yep they worry that they're not going to stand out and they worry that they're going to keep putting out this content. They're going to keep doing all these things, but it's not different. It's not anything that no one's never heard before. The usual things, you know, someone else has already done it. Someone else has already put this out here. Someone else is already doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm, I'm not known yet. People won't trust me and follow me. And I don't have enough experience. When you then have to shift your focus from a young family, owning a gym, managing staff, plus the coaching business, plus the events, when you're in that space of, I, can, I need to manage all of these things, what did you do for yourself and your mindset to not fall into that trap of the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-belief? Is this right? Can I do this? Is this, good? Is this going to pay off? Excuse me. Like, will, it, will this come to fruition? Because even when you're plugging away at that wall, for some people, they think, they think they're pl- they think they're punching the wall, but actually they're just like tapping it, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm punching it, I'm punching it, and they're literally just like yeah. stroking it, and it's like that's you're not really, you're not actually punching the wall, but for them, in their self worth and their self confidence, they think that that's what they're doing. How did you, how did you give yourself those umps and that that gumption when you needed it? So. That is really cool. And it's weird that you said about tapping and stroking the wall because I was thinking that that was something I would pull from in terms of like, it matters what you do to the wall, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, right. Here's one that you'll remember, everyone listening. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Imagine that there is a mirror on that wall and you can see yourself. You'll know. You'll know if you're stroking it or tapping it you'll know if you're punching it because you'll see it in your face. And the reason I say that is because before you said about the wall again, I was going to say that you're the only person that can get yourself there. I I promise. And as harsh as it sounds, people will doubt you. Some of those people you'll care about very much. And so their opinion you care about very much. And you'll get to the point where you'll just wish that they believed in you or that they gave you a bit more support. These are the things that you'll be thinking. I wish you support me a little bit more. But the truth is that if they're in your life, they already do support you. They're they're just not telling you the words that you think you need to hear, but you can probably tell yourself, Mm. right? We don't need anyone else to believe in us Mm. because if we don't believe in ourselves, that doesn't go anywhere anyway. Mm. So it doesn't work. It's like an equation that doesn't work. Belief can empower people, but that's because it only warms up or ignites the belief that already exists. So in these moments when it feels like, like it happened to me, I had this big world of like people who just like were all over it. They loved it. They all wanted a piece of me. And then all of a sudden, when I stopped doing so much stuff here and it was like shrinking and then people started leaving here. And of course they left with a bit of a bad taste in their mouth. Oh, he's changed it. 
he's got rid of this, he's got rid of that, he's let me down here. All of a sudden, like my sort of reputation, talking about reputation, in my head, I'm like, I can feel a change here. It seems to be shrinking a bit, right? People who would give would have given me the benefit in terms of like, well, he was there for me, so I'll give him this one. There was credit there, right? There was credit with people. The credit had run dry because I couldn't be all things to all people anymore, which I was yeah. doing, which was a bad thing to do. I was trying to be everything to everyone, you know? Here, have some of this. Here, have this. And then you're like, oh, shit, I can't be that anymore. So you stop. And then everyone's like, oh, you've changed. Well, yeah, because I was probably giving you way too much anyway, right? It starts to shrink. And then you've got less people. You kind of feel like there's less people cheering you on. Yeah. And this is something that comes with success. You know, there's a line in a song, uh, it's a Drake song, actually. And it goes, um, winning is problematic. People like you more when you have something. No, people like you more when you're working towards something, not when you have it. So and true. it's like, so I listened to this song. It's one of the songs I was listening to on repeat when I wrote my book, which, by the way, is a little side tip. If you're ever writing anything, make a playlist of like six songs and just play those six songs every time you're writing. It will help you get into the vibe. Anyway, moving back into where we were. Mm. This circle of belief started to shrink and it, you know, a few people exited the circle who I would really have counted on. Um, and I felt quite isolated at times and quite alone. But if I'm honest, the thing that stopped me from going, I did have moments where I was like, oh, no, this is really bad. And, oh, why me? But, like, I'm chiseled. I'm conditioned to not go into a victim mentality. It's, like, deep inside of my DNA now. It's just not going anywhere. And I tell you what, if I'm really honest, the thing that kept me going was imagining that in the mirror... And, and, and being like, uh, looking back at the reflection and thinking, I'm actually a little bit excited for this person as well. Like, I know what this person's capable of. Mm. Fuck, what's this person going to do here? Because this person's done some shit. This person's capable. And you can do this. Anyone can do this. You can look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I am. I survived that thing. That person hurt me, but I'm over it. You know, I got that promotion. I won that thing. I you know, achieved that award or I moved out or I bought my first house. There's so many things that at once, at once were almost impossible for you, but now you've got them. Remind yourself how hard that was and how, how easy it is now because you've got it. And you can get a little bit excited to be like, come on, what are you going to do with this? You've been dealt these cards, but you're capable. What are you going to do about this? I'm really excited for you. And then it would snap back out and be like, oh, but that's when you punch the wall again. Yeah. No, so it's like mirror, mirror on the wall. You've got to imagine that you're accountable to only yourself and you can only ever rely on yourself to believe in yourself. That's it. Like you have to go there. If you start complaining and blaming and moaning and whinging and looking for like, oh, when this happens, it will be okay. Or when that person does this. No, you're, you're in denial. And I can say it to you strongly because I believe in this, in that sweet spot, like we talked about earlier. So I know it so well, mm. you're in denial. And what you're going to do in that moment is get the truth out quick. And you can only do that in the mirror, right? Look into your own eyes and figure out what the truth is. You can do this. You can believe in yourself. Only you can do that. Get up and punch it again. Simple as that. Like mm. We can all do that. 
you know why I think that's so important as well? Like I'm listening to you think like for myself, you know, because I think actually, especially in the if you're an online entrepreneur or you're a coach or you're a service-based business, you know, where you're serving others, it can be very easy for you to be the front line of blame. So for someone, rather than looking in the mirror and looking at themselves and looking at their own mentality and their mindset, their first port of call might be to blame the coach or blame their lack of results on the coach or not where they want to be based on their coach. And I think if you're starting out or you are in business and you're looking to change your business model, you are looking to do a refurb of your business, rebranding, all of these things, change your business name on Facebook, that kind of stuff, it comes with the risk of as you succeed, you're triggering potential clients or current clients that aren't succeeding to place blame on you as the coach. And well, you know, it's not working for me. So, you know, you're not helping me enough. You're not doing this. You're not doing that rather than looking in that mirror. And there is a question coming, trust me. Um, And I think if you're listening to this and you are in that space, you are an entrepreneur, you you know, an online coach or a service-based, it can be very easy to also accept the blame And when a client comes to you and emails you or says, you know, this isn't working, I'm not getting results or this isn't happening. And for you to almost try and fix it, you know, like you used to be like, give everyone credit, help everyone, give everyone a piece of you rather than actually challenge them and say, have you looked at yourself in this situation? So would you say that from, from the online business perspective, detaching from other people's limiting beliefs and fears and and the the, the blame mentality, would you say that that's also been a really helpful tool and lesson for you as you've grown so that you don't fall into that trying to people please, look after everyone, focus on everybody else and take on their struggles rather than allow them to take them back for themselves? As a piece of advice for the listeners, would you say that actually having that boundary or the detachment from what you're willing to take accountability for has helped you grow your business and create success. Yeah, I think it forces you to be like an empathy sandwich. You've got to be the bit in the middle. Um, And here's two things that can help with that. One, the initial conditions of the relationship. If you're over-promising what you can do and what you can be for this person, then you're going to have problems when you don't deliver it. That also includes whether this person is actually the right type of client for you. Sometimes it can be hard in the online space. So people take on a client because it's a client when actually, you know, and, and I, I used to do that a long time ago, but I've learned to actually say no to people and to only have conversations with people who I think are the type of person that I would like to work with because I know what I'm able to give and I know what I expect, right? And that's what a relationship's all about, give and take in any relationship. It's about sharing and trading. And in this particular one, it's professional advice and services in, in exchange for financial, obviously, and action, because the action has to take place or there won't be a result. So you need to be working with people who you know are going to do it and that are not just like stuck in a really vulnerable position and expect you to be able to do it for them. Unless, of course, that's the service that you're offering, in which case that's the right place to be. But most time, my gut feeling in the, in the sort of coaching and, and online space is that it's not. And we need to be disciplined with the type of clients that we engage with because otherwise we'll have some of these problems, right? 
So that's the first thing. The second thing is being a part of a process yourself will give you contrast and it will help you empathize with how they feel. Now, what I'm not saying is that everyone needs a coach or a mentor. That's bullshit advice, in my opinion. We need coaches, we need mentors at certain points in our life to teach us and train us at skills that we need to develop. Right? That's it. There's not a seat at the table your whole life for somebody to be there and be your coach, your mentor. It's not like that. It just isn't. And, and I don't care what anybody says. And I can say that from truth as well, because I've been part of systems and, and processes for five, six years. Um, so here's what I'm saying. When you are able to invest your own time and money in having someone teach you something, you learn what it's like to receive that. You also learn the feelings that come with like, oh, I haven't done my homework this week or, oh, I need to do that thing because I said I was going to do it or, oh, I'm really excited because I've done this thing and I wonder what they're going to say about it. And oh, they didn't really seem like they were praising me that much. But you know, it doesn't matter because I've done what I wanted to do. So you become part of it, which makes it easy for you to empathize with the client. And if, you've, if you're helping clients and you've never had a coach or a mentor, I think that that's quite a important missing piece of the puzzle that will help you understand that a bit. So yeah. set aside some money, budget some money to able to a, enable you to go find someone that can teach you a useful skill. Don't just jump into something because they've got the most followers or whatever. That's silly. Find someone who can actually teach you something you need to know. Um, because at the end of the day, isn't that what, what we want our clients to do? You know, yeah. We want them to come to us because we're the person that can teach them this thing, not just because we're some person who can, you know, coach things, which I do think can, can be part of the problem sometimes. So it's kind of a, a sandwich approach, um, but hopefully that, that helps the listener and hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what this is about. I want people to just feel like they have support in this process of, I, I want to eliminate all of their objections, basically through these episodes and through anyone that has a, oh yeah, but, or it can't work for me because, or I'm not capable because I've got this going on, or what if someone does this? What if this happens? If it fails, then everyone's going to judge me. All of those objections stop so many people succeeding when they are capable of so much more than they give themselves credit for. But I also think that without failing, and I'd love to know your thought on this without failing or things going wrong or things going down shit Creek and you don't have a paddle, you know, you're in that situation where it's like, I have to just doggy paddle my way out of this and I'm going to get literally nearly drowned. There's no other way, but to get wet, that teaches you so much more than if you just sit in the kayak and float downstream. Would you looking back? And this is something that I spoke about with another guest. I know hindsight is such a, powerful tool but I would love for us to be able to give people hindsight before they need it and for them to have a slice of advice before they feel like they need that advice so that they're so more so much more equipped to be bold yeah. in the business would you say that if you hadn't have been through those things if you hadn't have had young children that weren't sleeping, a gym that was literally like needing everything done to it and everyone was leaving. People were disappointed in you. You'd let people down. They were, you didn't have anyone that you could ask the favors for anymore. Your coaching business wasn't working. Everything was kind of just all flatlining. Without that, do you think that you would be as confident and as content as a business person that you are now? Um... That is a great question. And it was really well put as well. Um, 
so here's the answer. I would, I, I would be more content if that didn't happen. That's the honest answer. Yeah. Because I, I would rather it didn't. But here's the bit that I think will be helpful because you can't change the past. Well, I guess that's helpful anyway. You can't change the past. Is this, nobody's perfect. And I know everyone's going, yeah, yeah, I know that. No, seriously, nobody's perfect, right? So what we do is we tend to look up to people and we think, oh, I need to be like that person. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's inspiration. That's cool. But that person, if they're not talking about the times they fucked up, they're full of shit, mm. right? Because everyone has. Nobody is perfect. And I had a bit of a squeaky clean record. I needed a failure, mm. right? The universe gave me this failure because it was like, look, golden boy. Yeah. You, you need to sort this out because you've, you've made a few mistakes here. You've grown too quickly. You need to learn about processes. You need to learn about long-term like business mapping. And it's led me to where I am now. If I didn't have that, I would not be on this trajectory now. I'd still be on the old trajectory. And everything balances itself out in the end, as long as we keep going and we take it on the chin. There's no such thing as failing when we learn something. Yeah. That way, we either win in the moment or we learn how to win next time. So, like, nobody's perfect. We are not perfect in, in the individual sense it's okay to make mistakes. Okay. You have to be okay with that. Everybody will make mistakes. Um, it's just a matter of time. Go and do your best, but don't stop yourself doing things in case you fail. Mm. Keep doing it. And if you do have it come back as not ideal, then you can learn something. The best question to ask is what is the lesson? Okay. You ask yourself that multiple times a day when you're lying there in bed and you can't sleep, and you're thinking about all those bad things, how about just change the channel to what is the lesson? Mm. What is the lesson? And start figuring it out. Start thinking, what could you have done differently? You asked me about hindsight and stuff. There's no way I would change it. I'll make that very clear. I would not change it for the world because I don't know how bad it would have been if, I, if it didn't happen. Mm. like let's say the business was great and I was still doing all these things I could have I could have been doing an event and I could have walked out of the hotel and got hit by a bus you have to be able to think like that that you, everyone listening you're all right because you're still breathing you've yeah. still got choices you've still got time okay we don't know what could have happened if the hindsight existed because it doesn't exist so we can only assume that it would be worse mm. no matter how bad things feel now it could have been so much worse. You know, there's a bit of a light being shone on, on like, you know, these, these, these events and these types of things. And who knows, there could have been just a bunch of unnecessary stress or maybe the ticket sales wouldn't have been as good. And that would have been a problem. So, you know, you, you go with it, you got to go with it and you got to ask, you got to ask yourself, what is the lesson? And I've learned some really, really important lessons over the last year that not only have helped me, to cruise into this new lane. But in this new lane, my lessons become even more valuable. Yeah. And that would be the same that. for the listener. I love that. And then after this question, I'm going to quit, play a quick game with you. But okay. do you think that the struggles, the challenges, and all of these like bumps in the road have actually made you 
step up as a coach and become a better coach because you are able to not only share with people the success, but you're actually able to say, listen, mate, like 12 months ago, I was in a state of despair and I still carried on going. Like, do you think it, as you know, I I know for me, whenever something bad or traumatic or challenging, whether it be personal or professional has happened to me, when I bounce back, I almost feel like I'm not just bouncing back for myself. I'm bouncing back to show others that it's possible mm. and to almost shine that light and be like, look, you know, it, it can be done. Do you feel like this big overhaul of everything that happened last year has made you step up and be a better coach or be a better mentor or even share your content in a different way because you yeah. have a different level of understanding? Absolutely. Because that's the lesson. That's what you learn. The lessons are what you learn in the in the failure or the struggle or the challenge and that changes the way that you behave for the better um life is full of these stories like we could literally take anything from the lion king you know mm-hmm. run away bury your head akuna matata to come back and face it all and 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 be the triumphant victor and put things right all the way through to you know one of the shirts i have on the wall here which is david beckham the guy was a hate figure for the country yeah um, you know, there was, uh, there was dummies of him being hung and burnt in the streets after what he did in the world cup in 98, got sent off and then we didn't get through. And he was the scapegoat for the entire country because the thing is, it doesn't just make you a better coach, right? It makes you better. Whatever it is that you do, mm. whatever it is that you do. And in his case, as a footballer, he was then the guy who scores the free kick against Greece that puts us through like if he'd have just been like, ah, oh, the country hates me. I'm just going to like bury my head now and play football. I'm not going to play for England ever again. He ended up being England captain and he's an absolute. Oh, true. Like, oh God. You know what I mean? He's like one of our greatest ever players and he's an excellent human being. Yeah. And, but hang on a minute, let's rewind 15, however many years ago it was when 98, geez, it's longer than that now, isn't it? 22 years. What? Um, Crazy. He was the hate figure of the entire country. Effigies being burnt of him in the street. When's that happened since? It hasn't. It hasn't. That's the answer. Like the only place that happens is when politics goes real bad in like proper angry countries. Yeah. We oh had it. Oh my God, Tommy, that is so insane. What an analogy. Imagine if he'd have given up there. Yeah, which would be the easy thing to do because it would have hurt him so much. All he was trying to do was his best though. That's the thing, see? All he was trying to do was his best, which is just like you, just like me, just like anyone listening, trying to do your best. You make a fucking mistake because you felt emotional in the moment and you got hard done by as well because the guy cheated a bit. But you know what? It is what it is. You can't blame anyone. You got sent off. You take it on the chin. People hate you and they will continue to hate you unless you learn the lesson and show what, you, what you're going to do about it. Oh my God, I absolutely freaking love that. Because that's like, if you take this away from us, that's literally the epitome of everything we're trying to achieve here. He had a choice to make. Does he carry on? Does he be bold? Does he stand up? Or does he literally hide in a hole? Oh my God, I literally love that so yeah, that's much. Why he, that's why I have a signed shirt of his on the wall, which was, I think, the same jersey... That, they, that he was wearing in the Greece game, which was the free kick, which, by the way, I don't know if you know like much about football and you listen to some will, some won't. In that game, he'd already fluffed two free kicks, right? Teddy Sheringham, if you watch the clip, 
Teddy Sheringham gets the ball and he's like, I'll take this. Bex is like, not a chance. Get back. And he's like, well, you've missed two. And he's like, I'm taking it. And he absolutely pings it and it goes straight in the goal, which was the goal which helped us qualify, I think, for, I think it was 2004. So it would have been a, a Euro, a European Championship. We didn't go, <laughs> we didn't win it. But without that, we wouldn't have got through the group stage. And I think in those moments when like, he had to step up and choose to take that free kick, it wasn't like it just happened by accident. Mm. You said about putting yourself out there and stuff. Like it, the easiest thing for, for Bex to do would be like, fuck, if I miss this one, that's three missed free kicks. Do you know what? It really stung last time the nation hurt me. Like, like they hated me. It really stung when that happened last time. Go on, Teddy, you take the free kick. Yeah, but he funny. didn't. He yeah. took it and he took it. Why? Because he believed in himself. Yeah. So much can change as well. And I think that's really important for everyone to listen, to actually just take on board from listening to this. So much can change in a month, in a week, in a year. Like where your business is right now, the only reason it would stay in that place is if you choose to continue to not take action, not be bold, not do something different. If you chose to do what you've been saying this whole time and hit the wall with force and really just believe that you've got a message to be shared for yourself, for your why, but also for the people you're serving... In a year's time, things could be so different. The same with, with David Beckham, you know, in 98, for that period of time, and obviously we know now with things that have been happening in, in the media, it can have such a detrimental effect on life, such a detrimental effect on your mental health, on who you are as a person. And for that period of time, he probably did question himself, question his worth, question his capability, question his journey as a footballer. Is this for yeah. me? You know, is this safe for my family? Can I keep doing this? Hate mail, all of that. And then... 10 years down the line, it's completely different. So I think that's important. If people are in a situation where their business isn't multi-millions and they're not going viral and trending and sitting on open sofa, you know, that can still happen. You have to recognize this is all a journey. Oh my God, that's taken me so off topic, but I freaking love that. I think that's a really good point, a poignant point for people to marinate on at the end of this, actually, to just sit and think, David Beckham didn't give up and look where he is now. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's written it. He's written it in his actions. He was yeah. young. He was young, and it, and it doesn't matter how old you are. He was young to his trade. He was young yeah. to his journey, and he was good. He was the golden boy, right? Then he makes this mistake, but what he did next was he suffocated that with yeah. ex with excellence, with greatness. And actually, the guy made a few mistakes in that time in his personal life as well. But again, he's been very honest. He's been very very open he's faced it mm. and then he's shown with, with his actions what happens next and I think he's a great example and I, you know I'm sure that he's not everyone's cup of tea but most people when they think of David Beckham would think yeah yeah good guy you know he's my husband's idol like <laughs> I mean how could he not be the guy is so cool he's loved by women yeah. loved, all the women want to spend time with him and all the men want to be him you know yeah um, yeah I would definitely, yeah, I love that. And I just, I'm so grateful to have shared this time with you and just to have been able to create a conversation that has this level of honesty. And I just really want to say thank you for that because I know that so many people, the people need this. They need to hear this side of the story. They need to know that it's tough and you can keep going. And I'm just so, I, f I just feel really privileged that you've come and shared with us where you were where you are now, what you've done about it, and just been so honest and open. Mm, well, I, I have to say thank you for 
helping me, allowing me to share it. I actually, another little nugget for your, for your listeners, get involved with other people, do interviews, because when I interview people, which I love to do, it's very different chemistry to when you're being interviewed. I'm sure yeah. you're the same. Yeah. And actually, sometimes it's very difficult to just come out with the content on your own. Like if I had done a video about like, hey, guess what happened to me last year, guys? It's a different experience for the viewer in their psychology as well, because they're like, why did you make this video about this? Yeah, Whereas like- because we've done this in an interview, it makes more sense. If you think about like media coverage, when people are on talk shows, it's generally, it's, ge- it's generally more interesting totally than when they're just there on their own. So I think um, I-, I have to say, you know, thank you. It's been really really great to talk about this stuff and i know that your listeners will be thinking and taking something at least one thing away from it totally and i'm going to leave your handle for instagram and your links for your facebook page so that everyone can come and like consume what you're doing and get in touch with you and just stalk you like i do but yeah i just want to say thank you tommy honestly i've really appreciated spending you're welcome Well, what an episode that was. And I'm so excited that you have been here, been empowered and been inspired by this amazing episode on the Be Bold in Business podcast. I have some bold invitations for you. It wouldn't be the Be Bold in Business podcast if you didn't have some ways that you can be bold in your business too. Number one, I would love to hear from you about how you found this podcast by screenshotting and tagging me and any guests you've heard in your stories on Instagram. Number two, I would be elated if you would create and write a five-star review on iTunes if this podcast has given you food for thought and some aha moments that you are going to take and put forward into your business. And number three, if you would like to be supported by myself as your coach and mentor, go deeper on your business journey, learn some amazing, invaluable lessons of how you can grow, scale, and succeed in your business through things to do with marketing, social media, selling, serving, clients, automation, systemizing, and everything else in between, the BMA is open for you to join. The Bold Moves Academy is a place where we are celebrating ambitious, determined, and inspired female entrepreneurs who are ready to be bold in their business, be seen, show up, and thrive. If you would like to come and join this epic community of women, then I would absolutely love to welcome you there. All of the links that you need to enroll yourself in the BMA are in the show notes below, and I cannot wait to welcome you back on another episode of the Be Bold in Business podcast and to see you being bold online, in your business and in the academy. Until next time, my bold, fabulous friend.